We love you. We do thank this time together. I pray that you would bless us as we just um, uh, just get a glimpse of um, uh, your word tonight. And I pray, Lord, you'd speak to our hearts uh, like only you can. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Pray for Miss Mary Jane. She had uh, had to go to the hospital um, yesterday. They kept her overnight. Um, uh, Mary Jane Duff. She was having some chest pains, and um, and she um, she uh, they kept her for observation. Did she get home? She's getting home, and so she is. Um, uh, she she's not had any other issues. Although, um, pray for Miss Lisa because she's having Lisa um, uh, Cooey. She's she's been having she's having some issues um, as well, and that's why she was not here this morning. Um, uh, she was part of our VBS, and so pray for Lisa, uh, if you would, uh, please. Brother Wendell? Oh, mercy. Okay, Roy Spivey. Um, Roy uh, slipped and fell in a shop. And uh, don't don't think anything got broken, but he's banged up pretty good. And so pray for um, pray for Brother Roy, uh, Roy Spivey. If you don't know Brother Roy, he sits, sits over here where Miss Sherry uh, and Brother Dwayne sit. And, um, and just uh, his wife's name is Joe, and, and they're just good people. So just pray for Brother Roy uh, that he'll heal up, uh, heal up good. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank this time together, Lord. I pray that you would bless each of the prayer requests, Lord, that are on our hearts. Uh, Lord, I pray you would uh, just uh, uh, just take care of each one of them, Lord. We know that uh, that uh, you're the great physician, and I pray your touch would be down upon them. Lord, bless us as we look into your word uh, this afternoon and uh, open up our hearts and open up our ears to receive what you'd have for us from your word, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So um, we're talking about, um, uh, this morning, we're talking about having a right relationship with God. And when we have a right relationship with God, uh, it will, um, it will um, lead us to praise, it'll lead us to purpose, and it'll lead us to the promises uh, uh, of God. And um, over in the book of Matthew... One of the purposes, now, there are different purposes. For instance, um, when it comes to the will of God, when it comes to what God would have for your life, God has called me to pastor church. He may not have called you to pastor church. He has called some to go into evangelism. He may not have called you to go into evangelism. So the purposes of God sometimes are different. Right, so we're not all pastors, and we're not all evangelists, and we're not all singers. We're not all you know. We're not all gifted the same way, and God's not called us to to do the same things. So, so there are things that are different, but then there are things that are common. There are things that are common. So God has called us to be in church. Okay, so you can't say, well, you know, God's called me to go to church, or God called you to go to church, but He hasn't called me to go to church. Um, you know, God's called me, he's called you to pray, but he's not called me to pray. So, so there's some things that are common, right? We're all supposed to be in church. Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembly, summon ourselves together as some manner or some is, but exhorting one another so much more as we see the day approaching. So God says we all should be uh, together. We all should be praying. That's, 
That's not just for a pastor. That's just for uh, certain people. We all should pray. Men should ought, ought always to pray and not to faint, the Scripture says. And so uh, we, should, we should all pray. We should be all going to church. We should all, there's some things that we all, we should all be reading the Word. Well, study to show us how approved unto God is not just for the pastor. It's not just for the leader. It's not just for the Sunday school teacher. We all should be studying uh, God's Word and reading uh, God's Word. And so there's some purposes that are common uh, to, uh, to all men. Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter number 5, and verse number 14. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid, neither do men uh, light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So lots of things common. One of them is letting our lights shine. Letting our lights shine. So as a, as a church, I swear I'm going to be slurring my words. I am so full. And it is all y'all's fault. I mean, absolutely y'all's fault. <clears throat> I mean, I could right now lay on this pew and take a nap. So bear with me. Um, our church, right? Our church should be a lighthouse. Our church should be um, shining in our community. So that we might be a place where people can see the light and not come up and say, oh, you're... You're doing such a good job. Good, good, good. No. The Bible says that we're shining our lights so that they can see our Father. Not, it's not us, but God in us, right? That's the difference. We're not, pointing, we're not pointing people to us because we're not the answer. We may have the answer because we have the Bible. We may have the answer because we have uh, the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us, but we aren't the answer. God's the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the hope. Paul said on more than one occasion uh, that, uh, that God is the hope, and without God, we have no hope. There is no hope outside the person of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ is our hope. And so when our light is shining, what are we doing? We're shining it so that people might see our Father and glorify Him that they might see the Father and know what salvation is all about, know what the gospel is all about. That's what we should be doing as a church. Now, there are things that we do in our church that accentuate that. VBS is one of our biggest ones. I mean, this is a time where we tell our neighborhood, we tell our community, hey, listen, we're having a vacation Bible school and we're trying to reach our community, and we want to invest in your children, and we want to do all these things, and it's a, what are we doing? We're letting our light shine so that when they do come, we point them in the right direction. 
VBS is one of those things that, uh, that we do. There's several of them that we do in our church. But do you know there are, there are things that we can do in our church that hinder our light? The lack of unity, schisms, gossip, mean-spiritedness. Mean All of these things can hinder our life because what we're doing is we're ultimately shining and people are coming here. It blows my mind. It's an oxymoron. Can I tell you it's an oxymoron to say that that is an unfriendly church? Unfriendly and church should never go together. They shouldn't be in the same sentence. But do you know how many unfriendly churches are out there? If you visit it all, if you've ever gone out of town, then you've probably been to an unfriendly church. I mean, it's like being going into the church is like being part of the frozen chosen. I mean, they just, I mean, they don't want you there. I mean, they give you the cold shoulder. One of the things that is always said about our church, I mean, there's probably negative things that can be said about our church, but I can tell you, one of the positive things that can be said about our church is people tell me, you have a friendly church. You have a friendly church. When I came through the door, somebody talked to me. I mean, they're, they're good. Now, now, some of us, you know, some of us are really friendly, right? And we, you know, we, we, we want to know everything about you. We want to, and that's great. It's, it's great about that. But you know, all of us should, should be ready with open arms to receive people to come in so that we can point them to Christ, so that we can point them in the right direction, so we can we can point them to the truth, not to ourselves, but to God. So don't do things that hinder uh, our light. Do things that accentuate uh, that light. But not only as a church should we um, let our light shine, but as individuals, we should let our light shine. So when we leave this church, this church should be a lighthouse, right? But when we leave this church, we should be many lighthouses everywhere we go. Whether we're at work or at home or at a family function or in the community, wherever we are, we ought to be letting our lights shine for Christ. We ought to be letting our light shine for not only Christ, but for our church. You know, sometimes I think that we probably, if we have a sticker on our church that says Rink about His Temple, some of us might need to take it off. Follow me to my church. Yeah, they're going to follow you to church so they can yell at you because you're a terrible driver cutting people off. And you're, you know, everywhere you go, you know when you go into Walmart and you, do you ever have to deal with anybody at Walmart? One of these days we're going to have somebody here in at Walmart. I'm going to have to stop using the illustration. <clears throat> but I'm telling you something. It's consistently terrible. Consistently terrible. Have you ever asked a question at Walmart? I stopped. I don't even bother asking anymore. You know, what they're, you know what they're famous for? That's not my section. What, do you have like one row or like five items in the store that's your section? I mean, you don't know where this is? That's not my section. We went there the other day. Matter of fact, we went and got those earbuds that we gave out. And um, and I waited and I waited and I waited. And finally, the guy comes over and I got the earbuds and then we want to get a scooter. Well, they lock those up too. And they got buttons. You just push the button and they'll come. And we waited and we waited. And by the time they came, I mean, they just nonchalantly come over here. Can I help you? 
No, I just waited 20 minutes for no reason, you know, and that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to say, what in the world took you so long? This is what I wanted to say. I wanted to be ugly. But then I remember, I'm supposed to be letting my light shine. And, you know, I shouldn't take my frustration out on other people. Whether those other people be family or those people be in the community or whether they be wherever they be, we need to be careful when we're lighting or letting our light shine because we're not only representing our church in our name, but we're representing Christ. What church do you go to? Listen, if you are ugly, don't tell them. Tell them another, tell them another church. Oh, First Baptist. Uh, oh, do tell them another. Listen, you're gonna be, if you're going to invite somebody to church, this is my favorite. You ever seen this? They go, they go to a restaurant. I mean, they just, I mean, complain about this and complain about that. And their steak wasn't done right. And this wasn't done. And this wouldn't taste right. Boy, and every time the waitress came to the table, complain, complain, complain. And then it's time to pay. And we put two $1 bills in the side of track and put it on the table. Wow. Hopefully... Rankin Baptist Temple's name wasn't on that track. I'm all for handing out tracks, but I'm telling you something. We're representing more than just ourselves. And so we've got, to, we've got to represent well. Think about when we shine our lights. The Bible says don't, don't hide, your, hide your light. Uh, we, need to, we need to get on the rooftop and we need to let our light shine before men. How should we let it shine? Number one, we ought to let it shine bright. <clears throat> We gotta let it shine bright. You ever get a you ever get a cheap flashlight? You get a flea, cheap flashlight and you turn it on and it's like, this thing is useless. You ever get one that has a lot of lumens, lumens, whatever how that's called? And you push the button, and I'm telling you something, if you put it in somebody's face, you blind them for life. I mean, the thing just whoosh and shines up the whole room, shines up the whole area. I mean, that's what we need to do. We need a light. Our light should be so shining that people look and they have no doubt. That's a Christian. She must be a believer. He must be born again. Something's different about him. Something's different about her. You know why? Because we're not hiding, uh, 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 hiding our lights under a candlestick. We're not hiding our lights uh, 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 under a cover. We're letting them shine so people can see, I am not ashamed of being a Christian. Well, I'm not either. Then why aren't we letting our light shine? Why don't we tell people that we're Christian? Why don't we let people know that we're Christian? Why doesn't it, why doesn't it look like it on our Facebook and our Instagram? Why doesn't it look like it when we're at work or when we're at our, at our, at our school or in our community? Let your light shine bright. He says, let your light so shine among men. Allow it to shine and shine bright. Number two, not only should we let it shine bright, we should let it shine broad. We let it shine broad. Go into all the what? World. Right? Go into all the world. Let your light shine broad. Now, when it's bright, it is broad, isn't it? When it's bright, it's broad. You can see a lot when, it's, uh, when, the, when the light's shining bright. Uh, when your light's barely shining, 
You can't barely see two steps in front of you. And we're so afraid. We're hiding it. We don't want, to, we don't want anybody to know that we're in our, in our early marriage. We, we used to live in Florida, and we spent a lot of time with mom and dad. They lived in Florida as well, and Wendy's mom and dad. And I promise you, when I took the pastorate at Open Bible, what, 14, 7, 21 years ago. 21 years ago, I took that church, and, and uh, everywhere we went, I mean, I just, it started, it was starting to irritate me. We wouldn't get through the door, and my, and my mother-in-law would say, yeah, this is my son-in-law, he's a pastor. We'd go to a thrift store. Yeah, he's a, pa- he's a pastor. We'd go eat, eat, eat somewhere. He's a pastor. I'm like, Mom. Mom, okay. But she was so proud that I was in the pastor and me and Wendy were in the pastor that everywhere we went, you know, I think about it now. Why, why should we ever be ashamed that we're serving the Lord, that we're living for the Lord? Why shouldn't we want to tell everybody? Now, I don't think we should kick the door open and say, hey, I'm here and I'm a Christian. You know, I don't, I don't know that, that that would be effective, but it's okay that people know that you're a Christian. It's okay. And by the way, can I say this? If you're ashamed of your church, you're probably at the wrong church. I'm just saying. I mean, we should be, we should be proud of Rinka Baptist Temple. We should be proud of serving the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be proud uh, that, we go to, that we go to church here and that, and that this church is in this community. And there's nothing wrong with being, being uh, broad and bold with shining our lights and letting people know. How are people going to know without a preacher? How are they going to know without a mouthpiece? How are they going to know without people that tell them? I'm so glad in my life there are people that loved me enough that told me about heaven, told me about hell, told me about the gospel. There are all kinds of different people, right? I mean, if you take us... uh, Take us, a, take us as a group. You take Christina, Sharon, and Becky. They're all different. They're all supposed to be different, right? We're all supposed to be a little bit different. And we all don't do the same things or speak the same ways. Or, but, you know, every single person is effective in their own right. When I was lost, my... my, my uh, cousin, which I've told this story before, is um, my wife's best friend. They were best friends growing up. And, um, and, and that's how I met Wendy. And uh, Hazel would come pick me up from, from port. I was in Mayport. And she'd say, we'll come to get you, but you've got to go with, go with us to church. My only church experience was at uh, an old Dutch Reformed church. Anybody ever been to a Dutch Reformed church? Um, very liturgical, very traditional kind of thing. And so, wasn't a whole bunch of preaching going on, let's put it that way. And so, um, at this one I went to. And, uh, and we went maybe every, once every six years. And so, um, so I said, oh, that ain't no problem. I can do church. That ain't no big deal. And they'd bring me to church. Well, man, I'm telling you right now, that preacher didn't like me or something. He preached on my sin every single time I went to church. That's what I thought. You know, I'm thinking this. I'm thinking those rascals, 
Wendy and Hazel got together with that preacher before church and told him all about me. That's what I felt like. And, and I'd get so mad. And, and I've told you the story. They used to plunk me right here in the middle. Now I'm talking about, I am, I, I am easygoing preacher compared to these guys would spit and snot and jump all over the pews and they come right up into your face and you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking to everybody else, but I'm talking to you. And they'd be, you got up to, don't, listen, if you had to go to the bathroom, you just held it. Because if you got up and walked out, they'd follow you out, screaming at you. What are you doing? Go. And so, I mean, that's the kind of preaching I was getting. And, uh, and, and they'd plunk me right in the middle and put everybody on the side. Well, that's a mistake because I didn't care. I stepped all over them. I mean, crunch, smack, pushed their heads because I, I wouldn't listen to it. And I'd go out in the back and I'd go get on the bus. And I'd sit on the bus, and out came Hazel. And Hazel would say, and they used to call me, they used to call me Joey, and they'd say, Joey, listen, I'm here for you if you have any questions. And she'd go sit in the back of the bus, and she'd sit down. Her brother, his name is Andy, he had a different approach. He'd come out, and he'd say, now you know if you die right now, you're going to split hell wide open. Is that what you want to do? You want to go to... And I'm like, listen, I left the church because I didn't want to hear the preaching. I said, we fixing to go at it. I don't care if you're my cousin or not. And I don't want used to getting talked to like that. And so he had a different approach. That We'd be at a party at the house. And, 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 and Andy, they'd all conspire together. And they'd go out back and they'd dump all the ice out in the backyard. And they'd say, Andy, can you go get some ice? And he'd say, yeah, I'll go get some ice. Hey, can you take Joey with you? All the way to the store. And we didn't go to the corner store that had the ice. We went like 27 miles away to get ice. So I heard the gospel all the way there and all the way back. I mean, he was in your face. But then Hazel would be like, I've been praying for you. I just want to let you know that I love you and that I'm here for you. It's a different approach. But guess what? I needed both of them. I, God knew I needed both of them in my life. So don't worry about who you are. Don't worry about uh, how you approach. Worry about allowing God to use you the way you are. You don't have to be somebody else. You don't have to be. There are, there are people that are excitable. There are people that are more melancholy. There are people that, we got all sorts of personalities. What do we need to do? We need to shine bright, and we need to shine broad into all the world. And then we need to shine balanced. Watch this over in the book of Acts. Acts chapter number 1. You're familiar with this passage. You probably have it memorized. Uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. But ye shall receive power. And after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both. That's an interesting word. Both. He says that you need to be witnesses. You need to let your light shine. Both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria into the uttermost parts of the earth. So you need to let your light shine here and in the real Australia. This is just the fake Australia. You need to let your light shine here and in Uganda. It's hard to do, right? So the dyes are going to Uganda as missionaries. It's going to be hard to go to Uganda if they stay here. That sounds... 
Kind of silly, doesn't it? They can't be in both places at the same time. Even if they split up, not recommended, but even if they split up, there's still one's here and one's there. You can't be at both places at the same time. But yet the Bible says both in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, and in Samaria, into the uttermost parts of the earth. You know why? Because our light should shine balanced. We should be going here, but we should be sending there. You see, I am not called to Uganda, but the dyes are. And we can help the dyes get to Uganda. And we can help missionaries get to wherever it is they're going. And that's how we do both as a church, as being part of Faith Promise Missions. I don't, I, don't need to be part of, I don't need to be part of Faith Promise Missions. I'm a missionary right here. That's great, but how are you doing both? He tells us to do, to do it, to, to get it into all the world. So how are we going to do that? We're going to let it shine. And let me tell you something. You can shine your light as bright as you want to, but it ain't reaching Uganda. You got to go there. And let, your, and let your light shine there. And let your light shine in Australia. And let your shine. And praise God for people that God has called and that they've answered that call who are going there. And praise God for churches that will partner with them because the church wants to go both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria into the uttermost parts of the earth. Our, our church is part of doing both. Letting our light shine all the way around the world. Do you have a part in that? I hope you do. Well, yeah, I'm a a part of this church, but do you give to missions? Because that's being part of it. That's letting your light shine. That's saying, hey, it's important for for the gospel to get here and in Uganda and in Australia and in Ecuador. Do you know what we are? You know what we are in the United States of America? We're spoiled. We're spoiled. You know, there are places in this world that don't have the gospel. There are people in this world that don't have access to the gospel. Now, listen, I believe with all my heart that there are people that live in the United States of America that have not heard the gospel. I believe that. Why do I believe that? Because I was a grown man before I heard the first clear presentation of the gospel. I didn't live in some, well, my family's kind of like a tribe, but I mean, I didn't live in some kind of tribe somewhere. I mean, I lived in the United States of America. But today with our technology, the gospel's the push of a button. You know, we can, we can send out the gospel by knocking on doors and handing out tracks. We can send out the gospel by pushing a button. You know how we advertise for Vacation Bible School? There were some handing out, right? But man... We send it out through Facebook. We send it out through email. We send it out through... We have all this technology. Do you understand? Not all the world's like us. Not all the world has that same technology. Not all the world can go and, 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 and jump in a car and drive to a church. You realize where I live in the United States, where I used to, where I grew up, if you wanted to go to a, a church and it was a Methodist church... The only church I can even think of that was anywhere near our house, it was 45 minutes away. It was a Methodist church, and there was probably 20 people the whole time that I can, that I can think. I'm sure somewhere there was Catholic churches and stuff like that, but it was the, there's that one Methodist church 
that now, I didn't know now, that, but I know now that preaches the gospel at that church. But man, you had to drive and you had to know where it was. You didn't just, today, look at Georgia. You could live just about anywhere in Georgia, jump in a car and be into a church in five minutes. And it's a facts. So what, what are we doing as a church? What are we doing as individuals? Are we letting our lights shine? Not so they can see us. Not so they can see you, but so that they can see your Father and glorify Him, which is in heaven. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you, Lord, for, the, uh, for your truth, for your promises. Thank you that uh, we can internalize these promises, Lord, and be a light in our community, be a light in our family, be a light ultimately in the world. I pray, Lord, that you would have your will and your way in each heart and your li- each life. Thank you for just a great day. I pray, Lord, that you give us some good rest this afternoon. And, Lord, uh, spend time with our families. And, Lord, spend time with you and give us a good night. Give us a good week this week as we serve and honor you. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. See you then.